for running back this year. I mean, he's talked quite a bit about Tony. Where do you see his progress and where he can lead the team? Uh, Tony's been around here for a while, so uh, he is progressing nicely the way that he should be. Uh, just uh, being more vocal, uh, being more confident, uh, knowing uh, it's his second year in the system of uh, this offensive system we're running. So just being more assertive and uh, holding other guys to the standard that uh, he holds himself to. Do you feel it's going to be by committee, considering the, the losses from last year, or do you really see Tony as being that guy who can carry the load? You know what? <laughs> the intent is always to be by committee, but uh, sometimes you have uh, guys that just really jump out, and uh, so going into it, the, the, the strategy will be the same. We want to get a, a lot of guys going, and uh, over the course of the season, kind of the guys dictate how much or when we kind of pull them in or pull them back. Where is Dexter's progress? And, and Coach mentioned today that you know he's still a developing mm -hmm. progress. You know what, man? From an attitude standpoint, Dexter has been in a great place. I mean, he is really uh, helping all the younger guys. Uh, he's another guy that's been around here for a while. So you know what? That's what is, is, what is expected of him. And uh, he's doing a really good job uh, coming along. And uh, we're still excited. We're excited about Dexter. Still happy to have him around. And of course, how about Jafar and his where you put him in and him getting reps? Yeah, uh, Jafar's doing a great job. Uh, Avery's doing a good job. Uh, the young guy, Sebo, man, we've uh, been putting Sebo in there, and I've uh, been pleasantly surprised with him as well. So, uh, Jameer Smith, uh, I am blessed, man, year in, year out, to have just a room full of guys that, uh, when called upon, they all can uh, more than step up and be ready to go. What is specifically about Jafar? What is it that you like about him physically, mentally? <laughs> Let me see. He's big. He's fast. I mean, he can catch. He can do a whole lot of things. I don't think there's too many things not to like about Jafar. So, uh, everything. And I know that you've talked before about, you know, you're okay. connecting with the players, having them over for dinner at your house. Is that something that you continue to do? And, and how important is that for you with building their relationship? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's what we spend more time on. So, uh, yeah, we'll continue to do that uh, as well as other things. Uh, I took them bowling, so I uh, beat them all pretty good. I don't know if they're going to go bowling again, but I know I do. And how about for you as a player when you were here, if you think about memories of maybe favorite moments or favorite rivalries, of course, Michigan is a big one for people here locally. What are some of your memories from being a player from that rivalry? You know what? Uh, my junior year, they uh, squeaked by us and they won a national championship. Uh, and then my senior year, we played the first game of the year here and uh, we spanked them pretty good. It was a really good game and uh, we came out on top. So. Uh, I'm praying that uh, we continue that trend. As a player yourself, I mean, did Michigan have just a little something extra that you wanted to get them, show them what, how it's done here? You know what, any, any time you line up, you want to show them that, I mean, you, you, you just want to play your best game. So uh, it's whenever it is. I mean, obviously with the proximity, now you realize how close Michigan is. Uh, me being here as a coach, I realize it because I feel it. Everywhere I go, it seems like uh, I'm at the grocery store and uh, people are chiming in about the Michigan game. So uh, the proximity definitely does add a little bit to it. But I uh, mean, we want to go out and do the same things we do every week. We want to go out and dominate. And we want to be the best team this day. Thank you. How have you seen the evolution of Tony Jones all the way from way back, you know, during the recruiting process? To, ha to how he is now, both as a person and, and, and as a ball carrier. The evolution of Tony. That sounds like that should be like a book or like a some type of the evolution of Tony Jones. Uh, you know what? You you are right. I had the pri privilege of uh, recruiting Tony, so uh, saw him uh, coming out of IMG and uh, knew he was going to be very mature. Uh, got here and uh, unfortunately had a few nicks and a few bruises that kind of, you know, limited him. But, man, Tony is great, man. He's been great. Uh, mentally, uh, from an emotional standpoint, really, he's a very passionate guy. And with that maturity, he's learned how to control that passion to where it doesn't spill over to be a distraction or kind of, and I mean a distraction to him. So uh, he's really maturing uh, mentally and uh, physically. I mean, he's had the tools since he's got here. So we're expecting really big things out of Tony. Has he had any, like, either either practices or games 
where you felt like it clicked for him? You know, not maybe, I don't know, sort of like a turning point moment or some week you came away thinking, okay, I think, you know, Tony is, is really getting close to where I thought he could be now. You know what? Because we spent so much time together away from the football field, it actually wasn't a football moment. It was actually uh, this summer when he was back home, and it was something that I had just been preaching to Tony, you know, and all the guys just for, uh, shoot, since he's been here. And uh, he gave me a text, and he said, Coach, I finally get it. And that's when I knew Tony was ready. And when he came back, I mean, his actions more than showed that he did. But it was away from the field, and that's really what it's about, man. I mean, I made my guys tougher through love. It's no secret. I love on them, and they go out and they perform because they don't want to let me down or themselves down. But uh, it was definitely away from the field this summer when I got that with him. Because you, what, was he referring to anything specific? He's finally getting, or do you th- just think he? Something just dawned on him, so he realized that, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not quite the same Tony Jones I was. It was something specific, but if I tell you, I got to kill you. So I got to keep it in the room. Okay. But, 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 that's, interesting. but that's, yes. that, that's still interesting that, that it, was not a, it was not a run, it was not a cut, it was not a block. It was not. It was something else. Yeah, it was something away from the field. Uh, I also wanted to ask you about, about Avery Davis, who, who I think is an interesting guy. I mean, he came here, I, I assume, you know, wanting, wanting to be a quarterback, but he's obviously very gifted, can do yeah. other things. I, I guess, what, what are you seeing, seeing from him? And what, that, that's not that easy of a transition. Uh, I know it's backfield and you're touching yeah. the ball a lot, but Coach Kelly was commenting on the, just recovery from yeah. workouts. It is totally different now. But the thing about Avery now, he did come here as a quarterback, but what we knew about Avery is, you watched him in high school, he was a football player and a winner, first and foremost. So positions aside, he loves the game of football. I mean, he's born and raised in Texas. So he loves football, and he's a great football player. So for him, the transition was easier because most of it is you have to want to. That kid wants to play football. He wants to be at Notre Dame. And so when we asked him, you know, to kind of look at some other things, he embraced it. And what you're seeing on the field is just his desire and his intentionality with just honing his craft. But he loves the game, and he wants to play, and he wants to help his team. You can almost answer the question like, because that's some. You go to a lot of guys say, you yeah. know, son, I don't, I don't want you. We don't want you to take you reps at quarterback anymore. And that's yeah. some, some, you know, some young men can't can't get past that. Can't get over that. And it must have been a little bit hard. You know what? Like I said, if you know Avery, the, the best thing about Avery is uh, he's been blessed with just a really calm, cool demeanor. I mean, you got to realize he won a couple state championships as a quarterback in Texas playing big-time football, so he doesn't get rattled easily. And that has been his saving grace, the fact that he just kind of takes it in stride, and then Avery's always kind of two steps ahead. So where it would have thrown someone else, Avery was already processing, and he had already moved on. And at the end of the day, as long as he was getting an opportunity to play football, and then more importantly, with his teammates at Notre Dame, he just wanted to do whatever he could to help us win. At the risk of incurring wrath of quarterbacks, you're telling me he is a football player not just a quarterback, and, and, and sometimes it's two different breeds. Yeah. Is, is that yeah. is that fair? I am, yeah. Avery is a football player first who happened to have played quarterback in high school. Okay. That's a fair assessment yeah, for that, Avery that, Davis. Uh, and and, and that, that says a lot. Coach, can you, uh, can you just talk about Jafar Armstrong? You know, Coach Kelly has been seeing his praises, I think, yeah. for like four straight press conferences now. Today, talking about his ability to just, I mean, just stay with everyone in this high volume of, of camp yeah. time. Talk about, I guess, what you expect to see from him this season. No, we expect him to continue to just trending, keep trending upwards. I mean, Jafar, the, the, again, when you're talking about him, we were just trying to talk about Avery, man. Jafar wants to be the best. Like, he wants, I mean, he, he wants it. 
So that intrinsic motivation is what keeps him going. I mean, he does not allow himself to come out there flat to a practice. Doesn't matter if the sun is out, doesn't matter if it's overcast. Jafar Armstrong has an expectation for himself and he will not allow himself not to perform or to exceed it. So a lot of it is with him and then, I mean, God has blessed him now. He is really big, really fast, really strong, and uh, he uses those gifts very well. What's his ceiling this season? Um, what are you expecting him, I guess, his role to play in with your group? We don't do ceilings. We just keep on shooting. So I, I don't believe in ceilings. Uh, we are going to keep just pushing and pushing and pushing. And when we look up, we'll see where we are at the end of the season. Thank you, Coach. No problem. This would appear to be a very versatile group of running backs, too. They, they're not just running backs. You can use them in a lot of different ways. How, uh, how do you work on that with these people? Well, if you, if you realize it, I mean, that's just the way that we've used our running backs here since I've been here. You know, uh, those guys have always, you can go back to CJ Prostite, Starry and Fulton, uh, Josh Adams. I mean, we've lined up in the slot, and it's funny because I'll read stuff and I'll see people saying that they're playing receiver, and it's just the fact that we have two running backs on the field. They're just lined up out. So just time management is different how I coach position, obviously, from when I played it. Those guys, I have to teach routes. I have to teach coverages. I have to teach, uh, you know, Offensive, I mean, defensive fronts like running backs, but you literally, they're more like hybrids at that point where they have to do a little bit of everything. Well, since you brought it up, how much have you had to learn in the last 20 years since you were playing running back because the game appears to have changed? Now, what is the blessing of this? I was, uh, I played for Coach Oates. So that means you were never just a running back. You had to know all of that stuff because he would move you out and do those type of things. So he was ahead of his time doing that. Then I was blessed to play in that field as a third down back. So I had to know coverages. I was playing receiver. Basically, I was a hybrid. So God has blessed me to develop a skill set over the years from an, of a playing experience that now I'm using as a coach. And then do you hear from the guys like CJ and, and the guys that have been here before as they kind of watch these young guys mm -hmm. develop and, and maybe say, hey, coach, this worked for me, or you helped yeah. me with this, maybe that'll help somebody else? You know, it's funny. CJ Prosite surprised me for the spring game. Literally showed up, watched the game, and had to jump on a plane and get back. Really happy to see him, but he spent some time with us uh, just talking to Jafar Armstrong. You know, and telling him some of the things that, you know, work for him, being similar to him. Uh, Josh Adams always checks on the guys. You know, he just left. So he is texting the guys and things of that nature, texting me. So those guys, man, they are very much, a, a, you know, responsible for what's going on in that room right now. Again, I've been blessed to create a culture where we haven't had bickering. It is we are rooting for our teammates, but we are competing with one another in a good way, in a good manner. And uh, so guys, they feel connected and they are connected because it's about relationships.